Welcome to Dairy Stream, brought to you by the Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, sister organizations that fight for sensible dairy policy in Wisconsin and Washington, D.C. Dairy Stream focuses on issues affecting the dairy community and our customers. Hi, I'm your host, Mike Austin. Well, again, it's great to be with you on Dairy Stream, and it's always nice on Dairy Stream to spend time highlighting some outstanding producers throughout this great country of ours. And that's what we're doing today. The Innovation Center for U.S. Dairy has presented the 2020 Dairy Sustainability Awards. And, well, we've got some of the outstanding winners that we're going to be sharing some time with today. We've got one from the state of Oregon. But first, I do want to give special thanks to DeLavalve, Fibro, USDA, Zoetis, and Syngenta for sponsoring this year's award. And if you're not familiar with them, the annual U.S. Dairy Sustainability Awards really recognize dairy farms, businesses, and collaborative partnerships for practices that demonstrate outstanding economic, environmental, and social benefits. Also have a longstanding commitment to continuous improvement and a replicable model to inform and inspire others in advancing dairy sustainability leadership. Our guest today is Marty Myers. He's the general manager of Three Mile Canyon Farms, and they are one of the award winners from 2020. Their farm is located in Boardman, Oregon, and this is the largest dairy farm in that state with 33,000 dairy cows, 93,000 acres, and 300 full-time workers. Now, Marty, in looking over your resume for Three Mile Canyon, I was certainly impressed with a lot of aspects of the operation, but I also came across the term closed-loop system. Uh, For our audience, you can explain what that means and how it really works on your farm. Sure. Thank you. So as you can uh, imagine, in uh, operation where we're milking 33,000 cows, the dairy is the engine. It all starts with the cow. In our closed loop system, it you know the cow eats our, our feed grown by the farm. It equals about 60% of the food consumed by the dairy animals is, is raised and grown on our farm. The cows produce milk, beef, and manure. The manure is processed first through a digester system that creates methane that is clean to renewable natural gas, RNG for short, and it also creates sterilized, comfortable bedding for the cows as they live in their dairy barns where high-producing cows live. The manure water and excess bedding material is used as fertilizer and soil amendments on the farming activities, predominantly feed crops and certified organic crops. This manure water and is for fertilizer basically replaces the need for conventional fertilizers and soil amendments that the farm would have to purchase from outside sources that would really comes from uh, fossil fuel-based fertilizers. So we are creating organic fertilizer uh, and using that for both conventional and organic cropping. The crops are either consumed by the dairy herd or are delivered to processing customers in the immediate area. Potatoes and organic vegetables are predominant outlets of of crops that we sell to processing plants in the area. In addition, the processing waste, potatoes predominantly, is returned to the farm as feed for the dairy and beef herds. You know, the primary food crops generated by the farm are milk, potatoes, and organic vegetables and grain. So everything basically is a circular motion on the farm, uh, but again, it all starts with the cow and the dairy is the engine. 
Well, when we look at the system, and it certainly is one that uh, worked quite well, talk a little bit more in detail, though, about the economic savings this provides and also the economic and other benefits. Well, as you can imagine, you know, we're raising 40,000 acres of crops every year, and uh, it's in a high-intensity irrigated environment. Uh, We rely on irrigation water. We live in a desert, and we receive eight inches of rainfall a year. So we require water to grow our crops. The fertilizer benefits are enormous from from the cow herd. We're raising all of our 20,000 acres of feed crops and about 11,000 acres of organic crops on the farm, predominantly from the manure products that the cows give us. That cost savings um, is, you know, four to five million dollars a year in fertilizer benefits that the cows give us rather than us having to go out and purchase those fertilizers from outside sources. The other things that where we have great cost benefits is that the animals never leave the farm until they're harvested uh, for beef. So we raise the calves that are born every day all the way from calves up to milk cows or beef animals. So there's no transportation for these animals to go to calf raising facilities or heifer lots that are off farm. They stay on the farm for their total lives and we control the environment that they're raised in. We are speaking with Marty Myers, General Manager of Three Mile Canyon Farms and one of the recipients of the 2020 Dairy Sustainability Awards. And Marty, in your first answer, you did mention the fact that you've kind of upgraded uh, your system from a methane digester to a renewable natural gas program. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit more about this upgrade and what it's meant to you? Yes, we built the digesters in 2012, and for you know the first seven years, we used the methane, the biogas that came off those digesters, and produced electricity under a power purchase agreement with a local utility. That basically paid the bills and allowed us to invest in this technology, but renewable natural gas is, is a new product that is being produced by dairies now, and what we need to do to get to that marketplace is two things. Number one, we have to take the biogas that is produced off the methane digesters and clean it to pipeline quality gas. That required another investment of significance, about $1,000 a cow, to upgrade the facility to clean that gas. The other side of it is that, you know, the injection of that gas needs to go to a natural gas pipeline. We had the benefit of having a pipeline come across our farm, and it gave us the ability to inject that renewable natural gas efficiently into a a natural gas pipeline and transport that to users that make transportation fuel out of this renewable natural gas. The values were significantly higher to produce renewable natural gas than uh, producing electricity, and that's why we invested in this technology. In reading your resume, Marty, I see that Three Mile Canyon also feeds your cows mint. So besides having minty fresh breath, how do you actually incorporate this and what benefits does it really provide? Well, we have a mint farmer on that leases ground from us on an annual basis, and, and we size the acreage that mint grower produces to what our dairy herd can eat in, in mint waste. That mint waste is basically a straw replacement in the heifer herd diet. So we can't feed mint or onions or anything that has any type of ability to taint 
either the beef meat taste or the milk taste. We feed it to heifers when they're younger as replacements for traditional feeds. That is a cost savings to us, and it makes our cost of growing those heifers or beef animals much lower than it would by buying feeds from outside sources. It's just another way of lowering our co- overall costs uh, and benefits to our operations. At the same time, recycling waste product that are generated from other processing activities. Well, I certainly want to tip my hat to you for thinking outside the box. It seems like that's quite a common thing to do on your operation. Uh, Just before we move along to the next question, are there any other byproducts that you actually use for your cows? Yes, we feed potato waste, onion waste, grass and wheat straw that comes off our fields and and the mint waste. We have also historically fed other vegetable waste from processing such as carrot, peas and sweet corn. Again, we're spending time with Marty Meyer, General Manager of Three Mile Canyon Farms. They are one of the recipients of the 2020 Dairy Sustainability Award. And Marty, one of the reasons you were selected for this award is your commitment to animal welfare. And that's certainly something of interest, not only to farmers, but non-farmers listening to our podcast as well. I can just take a moment and provide us with an overview of how you ensure that your cows are well taken care of. Well, it all gets down to management, and uh, we have a three-step process in our animal welfare program. The first step is our animal welfare committee, and, and the committee is made up of a group of approximately 20 livestock employees who get together monthly with leadership on animal welfare findings and activities. You know, they go through training. We watch the most current videos on animal welfare, and we ask for recommendations from this group of employees to make us better. It's a continuous improvement process we do in several areas on the farm, but animal welfare is very important to us. So that that committee has a very important activity that goes on on a monthly basis. The second step of our three-step process is we have an animal advocate. Uh, This animal advocate is a college professor and a veterinarian that is a specialist in animal welfare. He visits the farm on a monthly basis, and he basically takes the position of the animals. And uh, he makes recommendations and and offers training to employees on how he would like to be treated if he was a dairy cow or a dairy calf or a dairy heifer. So he takes an interesting perspective and brings that perspective to the training room and, and works with our animal welfare committee on those activities. The third step in the process is we have an independent verifier, you know, an auditor that comes out at least annually and visits the farm and spends a week with us. They have free reign of the operations. They are fluent in Spanish. They go through our facilities and interview our employees. They uh, give us a scorecard on animal health and we get that report card after they're done. And then they also have an exit interview with our management team to tell us observations that they made where we could potentially have a better operation. Fortunately, we were one of the first if not the only dairy, to receive a 100% scorecard in 2018. And we have always received scorecards that are in the top above 95%. So we're proud of what we do in animal welfare. It is a consistent focus because we know that how we treat our animals, they need to be happy and stress-free in our environment in order to produce to their optimum. 
Well said. And again, grading out very well, especially when it comes to animal welfare, is Three Mile Canyon Farms in Oregon. And Marty Myers is their general manager. He is our guest. Uh, before we move to our final question before our break, I'm going to ask you a little bit about technology on the farm. I was reading that you have pre- and post-dip robotics that have reduced some human error, resulting in 17% reduction in mastitis, which is very impressive indeed. So can you talk a little bit about other robotic items on the farm that have increased efficiency or maybe provided some other benefits? So we have not uh, invested in other robotics other than the um, robots in the milk barn themselves, um, pre- and post-dip. But we have used technologies in feeding operations, milking operations, and manure handling that make us more efficient. We've also, obviously, on the um, on the farming side, we use technology on a daily basis also that makes us more efficient. So it's not necessarily robotics, but it is technology that makes us make better decisions and more precise, you know, feeding operations, milking operations, manure handling, and that all returns us dollars to the bottom line. And Marty, as you mentioned earlier in our conversation, that a farming size of your operation certainly goes through a lot of water. And you explained a little bit about how you've used technology to optimize water use. But can you highlight that again one more time just to stress how much water you're saving and how you're doing it? So, you know, water is a, is a valuable commodity to us, and we may not be using less water on an annual basis, but how we effectively use that and, and create economic benefit and beneficial use from that water is very, very important. So all of our water is moved with electricity. There's pumps and motors and, and things that are moving that water across the farm. And what we're trying to do is use less electricity per gallon of water to move that across the farm. And we've been able to control as prices have increased for power, as they do every year, we've been able to control our electrical costs per unit at a almost a flat line basis just through conservation programs that we've worked with engineering firms and the power companies on putting into place on our on our pumping activities so making the pipelines more efficient having less friction loss all of the things that create power usage if we can reduce that power usage it uh, basically moves the same amount of water with less units of electricity to move it. That's been our focus over the years, 22 years that we've farmed on this farm. Well, we've been spending time with Marty Myers. He is the general manager of Three Mile Canyon Farm and giving you insights on what they've been doing uh, on their 33,000 dairy cow operation in Boardman, Oregon, and how that has helped make them sustainable. But what about you? What can you do on your own operation to be more sustainable? We'll talk about that after our break here on Dairy Stream. And we'll be right back with our Dairy Stream podcast after we hear from our sponsor. Innovation Center for U.S. Dairy is a forum that brings together the dairy community to advance a shared socially responsible platform through a framework of shared best practices and accountability. Initiated in 2008 by farmers through the Dairy Checkoff, the U.S. Dairy community collaborates on efforts that are important to the industry and dairy's valued customer, such as animal care, food safety, nutrition and health, the environment, and community contributions. This work is reflected in the U.S. Dairy Stewardship Commitment, the industry 
Industries pledged to demonstrate its collective commitment to provide the world responsibly produced dairy foods that nourish people, strengthen communities, and foster a sustainable future. The Innovation Center is committed to continuous improvement from farm to table, striving to ensure a socially responsible and economically viable dairy community. Visit usdairy.com for more information about the work of the Innovation Center for U.S. Dairy. Welcome back. You're listening to Dairy Stream. I'm your host, Mike Austin. And again, we've been focusing in on the Innovation Center for U.S. Dairy, which is proud to present their 2020 Dairy Sustainability Award program, which has been sponsored by good folks from De Laval, Fibro, USDA, Zoetis, and Syngenta. And our guest is Marty Myers. He's the general manager of Three Mile Canyon Farms. And we just want to remind you that Dairy Stream is brought to you by the Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. And We want to talk in this segment a little bit more about what you can do on your own farm to help you be sustainable. And interesting enough, internship programs could make a difference. Marty Myers, who is the general manager of Three Mile Canyon Farms. So, Marty, can you share a little bit with us the value that the internship program has meant to your operation and how it makes you more sustainable? Yes, I'd love to talk about the intern program. It's, it's one of my favorite programs uh, that we have, and, and it's provided you know the management team that we have in place today. So we started the intern program in in 2000, and it's been very successful. We started with you know about three interns a year back in the year 2000, and we basically used them for scouts on our farming operations. So they go out on a daily basis and look for bugs, uh, trap bugs, take petioles samples for the crops that were growing, and those petiole samples were sent to labs, soil samples were sent to labs to evaluate, you know, our nutrients that we needed to put on the crops during the growing season. But it was a very valuable function, and it's important on an annual basis. And, and what, it, what it allowed us to do was get young students at universities that were interested in crop sciences and put them to work, uh, give us a chance to evaluate them as, you know, employees on an annual basis. If they stayed with us during the crop season, they not only earned a good wage, but they also got a scholarship to go to back to school with and uh, in the fall. So it was a good program for both parties. We then had the chance to invite them back if we really liked them. And eventually, when upon graduation, we could offer them jobs. We have grown that now to all of our livestock operations, our irrigation department, even into our accounting and finance uh, and on the Digester project now, we have a, a young engineer student that is working in the technology side of that business. So it's the same type of program. They work with us during the summer. If they stay with us the full season, they earn a scholarship to go back to college and uh, graduate. And then again, we offer those young students jobs on the farm. Our middle management team today is made up of seven or eight of those interns. And we've had some that have joined us that have have gotten offers from other industries and uh, other industry partners, and they've left us. But that's a good thing. As I tell my uh, managers and, and leadership, that's a compliment to us. People really want value our employees as managers. You can't hold them back. They need to go succeed and build a great life for themselves. So that's how we approach interns, and it, it's really helped us build our business. Boy, what a win-win situation. And uh, Marty, obviously, uh, this has perked up the ears of maybe other producers that are listening to this podcast. What kind of advice would you share with them if they're interested in starting their own intern program? 
Well, some of the hard lessons that we've we've had since we started is that ag students in general love to go back home. So they're grounded to where they grew up if they came from an agricultural background. And uh, so we've learned over the years that we're far more successful in retaining these young people if they grow up in our community or close to our community, go to universities that are local and come back home. And they don't necessarily have to come back home to the family farm because they've seen their parents risk everything in their life for their farming activities. And maybe they don't have the capital to invest in their own farming operations, but they still love being in the industry. So we've we've settled back to where we try to recruit these young students from local universities in our geographic region because those people tend to stick in the area and uh, want to come back and, and return home. That would be the biggest lesson that we've learned. We had students from when we started from Virginia Tech and Cornell University, but they were predominantly East Coast kids that were going to East Coast colleges, even though they're renowned for their agricultural programs, those people came out, did internships, they loved working for us, but they ended up moving back to where their home was. Stick with local universities. There's great students available to us here in Oregon and Washington. That is Marty Myers, is the general manager of Three Mile Canyon Farms. They were one of the recipients of the 2020 Dairy Sustainability Awards, and they have themselves, as you're learning this podcast, such an outstanding operation in the state of Oregon, and we're glad he's sharing so many insights with us and now helping you maybe see what you can do to try to be more sustainable. And I'm sure a topic that our listeners of Dairy Stream want to learn more about is looking at your renewable natural gas that you produce. Can you talk a little bit more about, you know, if they want to go, where should they start this process and what challenges you know might they face if they want to go that route my recommendation would be uh, unless you're really an expert in that field don't try to do it all by yourself we've made a philosophy in our business where if we don't understand a certain industry or marketplace make certain that you partner up with somebody that understands it much better than you and together you'll make a stronger team That's what we did in the renewable natural gas space. We had a private equity firm that was experts in the field of wastewater management and marketing renewable natural gas. That firm was out of Portland, Oregon. Their name is Equilibrium Capital. They became our partner and we went down the road together of developing the project. In addition to that, we also found a marketing partner. This is a very complicated space where the real value is in the credit credits that are generated from the process. And those are, there's two credits that are important to the success of the project. Number one is a RIN, which is a federal certificate that you earn by producing renewable natural gas. And the second is an LCFS credit, which is in a, a certificate that's generated in California, Oregon, and British Columbia today. Uh, there's also programs in other provinces of Canada and Europe. There's programs that are being developed on the East Coast also that but they aren't really as developed the California market. So in order to understand all of the um, credit markets that are out there, you need a good marketing partner that understands that. And and I would not recommend anybody go alone that way. I'd find the right people and partner up with them. And that's how you can be successful in this space. 
Very sound advice indeed. You're listening to Dairy Stream. Our podcast guest today is Marty Myers, the general manager of Three Mile Canyon Farms. And I think, Marty, anybody that uh, knows of your operation or has been listening to this podcast realizes just how innovative you are, just how much you guys think outside the box. I guess an obvious question is, how do you keep up with all the trends? Well, that's, that's uh, again, uh, we have uh, several ways we do that. And, you know, I talked a little bit about uh, our partnering. We have several partnerships on the farm. Our founder uh, of the company, Ron Offit, uh, he mentors all his, you know, senior leadership teams that if you do not understand the space and you are making investments in that space, make certain that you have a partner that understands it better than you do because together you can do things that you can't do individually. That is kind of drilled into everybody that joins the company and it's a very strong cultural value of our of our business. So that's one way that uh, we stay up with innovation is find the innovators in the space that you're looking at and partner up with them. Number two is we have people that participate in industry groups for forward-thinking ideas. Uh, a lot of these young interns that become managers in our business. You know, they're young. They uh, bring new ideas. They bring new technological abilities that some of us older people haven't learned in our career. And those ideas cultivate opportunities on our operations. So, you know, that that's another way that uh, we keep up with trends. Well, Marty, this has certainly been a great education, and you certainly have given us a lot to digest, not only of what you've done, but what individual producers can do to be more sustainable. As we bid you adieu, I would like to ask you a final question, and this kind of deals with uh, something you have been quoted saying, and that is, size has nothing to do with how good you are, how good you are for the environment, or how good you are for the community. I'd like you to kind of explain what that means, and also leave a message of what you think is important on this topic of sustainability to share with other U.S. farmers? The basic message there is that I really am focused on is, you know, there's room for farms of all sizes and coexistence is important and we can all learn from each other. And it's really up to how you manage your farming operations and how you try to have a continuous improvement program on the farming operation. That's really what I mean by size has nothing to do with how good you are. You can be a large farming operation or a small farming operation, but if you don't manage it well uh, and try to continuously improve, you know, you're going to get left behind. So coexistence is a big principle that I believe strongly in. There's room for farms of all sizes. Well, thank you once again. We really appreciate the time we've had. It's been uh, enlightening and eye-opening. And yeah, what an impressive operation they are. Three Mile Canyon Farm located in Boardman, Oregon, the largest dairy farmer in that state with 33,000 dairy cows, 93,000 acres, and 300 full-time workers. They are one of the 2020 Dairy Sustainability Award winners. Again, we want to thank the Innovation Center for U.S. Dairy for having these awards and also special thanks to De La Valve, Fibro, U.S. Zoetis and Syngenta for sponsoring uh, this year's awards as well. It's been an outstanding program, uh, outstandingly produced again by Joanna Guza. And we thank you for listening. And we invite you to join us again as we continue to talk about issues important to you in the very valuable world of agriculture. I'm Mike Austin, and this is Dairy Stream. The Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative would like to thank you for listening to Dairy Stream. If you enjoyed listening to our podcast, please subscribe and rate Dairy Stream. 
We value your feedback. And if there's something you'd like to hear, just email us, podcast at dairyforward.com.